What's going on, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are doing well. I hope you and your family are safe. I hope you're doing everything you know you ought to do during these times to take care of yourself. It's been a crazy year. It's been a crazy season, but we're making it through and we thank God for almost making it through. And even though it's been hard at times, we're, we're, we're still here. We're still here. But this is probably going to be one of the last two episodes that I do in the year 2020. It is crazy. We actually had 90 plus episodes this year. I think we're up to about 96 episodes this year, which is just crazy to think about how many episodes that I've uploaded all year long. It's just like, man. It's crazy, man. I appreciate all the support that you guys have shown. I appreciate you guys sharing the podcast. I appreciate you guys listening in week and week week in and week out. I just mean so much to me that you actually take the time, whether it's during your commute or whether it's just during your regular day, to actually listen to these things. Um, I really appreciate that. It means the world to me. And I hope that I'm providing value to you to help you in any way that you may need in your finances and your personal life or just motivating you to take the next step in one way or another. I know like somebody was talking to me. I was like, you should be a motivational speaker or something like that. And I realized that I'm more of a, uh, I'm more in, um, what's the word? I'm more, I'm less informational and a lot more motivational, um, with the way that I present a lot of the things that I talk about on this podcast. My goal literally in this podcast is to inspire you to start taking the steps to take over your personal finances, to get your money, to start working for you rather than you working for your money, whether that's through investing or whether it's you figuring out ways to build up your emergency fund or whether that's in you taking over your finances and ensuring that you can give to people and you can help those around you. I believe one of the things that I always like to say is we don't have money just for ourselves. We have money so that we can help those around us. And so that has always been one of the main key attributes of this podcast is just ensuring that I can show different ways that we can get ourselves in order. Because just like when you're on an airplane, they say, put your own mask first before you can put somebody else's mask on. And if I can get everybody to a position, to a place where they're comfortable with themselves, where they're comfortable with their cost of living, comfortable with how much they make, comfortable with how much money they have in the bank, that people will be more willing to give of themselves. And so that's the entire goal of this podcast is to get people to a point where they're so comfortable with the amount of money that they make or the amount of money that they have in their pockets that they're more and more and more willing to do that. And the entire inspiration of that was one day I was driving down, uh, driving and I was listening to NPR and I was heading to Publix and on NPR, it just talked about how, um, over the years, year over year over year, giving has been less and less and less. People are less inclined to give money. And I was just like, man, why is that? Why is that possible? And then they broke it down. I mean, wages have been stagnant for a really long time. People are in a lot more debt nowadays. And so I was like, man, how can I inspire people? How can I get people motivated, not just motivated, but also inspired to be able to take that next step, to be able to take over their finances so that they don't just help themselves, but they also help those that they meet along the way. And so that's the entire precipice of this podcast. And if you guys remember, if you've been with this podcast from the very, very beginning, I was talking about everything and anything. I mean, I love to talk. I love to ramble. And I was just talking about anything and everything. But after that, 
after I went through a couple of classes with also with uh, one of my professors and just both of those things combined just brought this whole thing to mind and made me think, yo, how can I possibly get people inspired to move in that direction? That's why we came up with the slogan, generosity is greater than greed, because as you go along in your financial life, there's a point where you get to where you start looking at your dollars like, oh, I can do this and invest this amount of money. And then you start counting your dollars rather than looking for opportunities to help more people. And then your money no longer becomes a tool for you to be able to do what you want to do, but it becomes like an idol in your life. It becomes like the only thing. And that was something that I don't want to get to that point. And I, I appreciate that um, the people around me who keep me grounded and just having this hoodie and the t-shirts which by the way if you want to grab you a t-shirt or grab you a hoodie link is in the show notes you can go to the website and get cop yourself a hoodie or a t-shirt i mean it's cold right now that's why i keep saying it's hoodie and it's just generosity is greater than greed it's a reminder to be generous with my time to be generous with my gifts to be generous with the things that i have and just so that money doesn't become the only thing or the main thing. And then I lose sight of the main reason I'm here. Uh, it's been a good and interesting year. Uh, it's been a questionable year. Um, lost a few people this year that I did not expect to lose. And it, it, it and that just it literally, I keep saying it was like 31 days this year ended and everything will be good. But just 31 days out and people just started passing away, which kind of sucks. I mean, it doesn't kind of suck. It absolutely blows. And so, um, but you know, we have to keep hope alive and keep our heads up, even though this year has been painful and has sucked. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but I hope this podcast can be something as a, a, I know a lot of people don't like talking about money and I know money can be a very heavy topic to talk about. However, once you start handling your finances, it becomes a lot more freer topic to speak on. And I hope I get you guys to that destination where money is that is no longer like a chain and ball that holds you back, but actually something that allows you to do the things that you want, that allows you to accomplish the goals that you want, not just for yourself, but for those around you as well. But anyway, speaking of all of that, there are five things or rather five goals because it's the end of the year. So everybody is thinking and thinking back of like, oh, what are the things that I should have done this year that I didn't do or just reflecting? And so I want to give you all five goals that I believe that will help you in the new year to get your finances in order and put things in a direction where you're moving. Not to say that we're not already all moving in that direction, but five things that we should continually put on the forefront of our minds. It's things that I've talked about regularly, but I think at the end of the year, when we start planning our goals and making our goals for the new year, it's important that we that we do these five things to ensure that we actually accomplish whatever monetary or financial goal that we may have next year. Okay, let's get this puppy started, if you know what I'm saying. I'm just kidding. Anyway, let's get this thing started. Number one, the first goal that I believe that everybody should have in the new year is pay off all your bad debts. Pay off all your bad debts. What do I mean by bad debts? Debts that have an interest rates of higher than 4%. What am I talking about? I'm talking about credit cards. Y'all know I hate credit cards. I absolutely abhor credit cards. With the way that the system is built, with the way that the system is designed, I understand why credit is important because credit in an economic system like we have in the United States, it ensures that there's always capital available for people to be able to do more and for the economy to keep growing faster 
than it otherwise would be if everybody had to actually like save up money to spend it and all those kind of things. I understand that. I get that system. However, that doesn't mean that it should be you going into debt to fund your lifestyle or to fund whatever. So the first thing is pay off bad debt. Any debt that is above 4% interest rate, pay the thing off. Pay that thing off as quickly as you can possibly pay it off. That's debt like, exactly, credit cards, like I said earlier. And then you have auto loans. We have a lot of people who have um, massive loans on cars because they bought a car that's too expensive for them because all the dealership told them was simply, hey, but you can make the monthly payment, right? You can make the monthly payment. By the way, by the way, this is a trick that everybody should know. If a dealership is only showing you the monthly payment for a car and never tells you the final payment, don't do a business deal with them. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. Because a monthly payment is not how you determine if you can afford a car or not. not. That's not how you determine if you can afford a car. How you determine you can afford a car is the actual price of the car. It's the actual final sticker price of the car. That's how you determine if you can afford a car or not. Just that's that's the only way that's the only way don't listen whenever they you you notice something on tv there's a reason why they never show the actual final prices of vehicles anymore because they know that if they can convince people that hey if you just pay this monthly payment if you just make this monthly payment you'll be fine however the problem is if you're making a monthly payment on a car guess what you're not doing you're not investing you're probably not paying off your credit card debt you're probably not paying off your student loans you can't pay off your house faster if that's something that you want to do you can't spend money on building out businesses that you may want to do you can't travel more often you can't eat out more often you can't uh, do all the things that you actually want to do or actually want to partake in because guess what you have to make this monthly payment for a car so never listen to a dealership that just says hey but you can make a monthly payment i mean it's just for 72 months and 72 months that's six years six years of you paying off a car and guess what happens during that six rest interest rate takes over and so a car that was that cost you twenty thousand dollars all of a sudden is going to cost you like twenty five thousand dollars like no and that car is not even worth it anywhere anymore in six years you bought it new in 2020 you can't pay it off until 2026 and now that car is old and now you probably have to get a new car. And most people, what they do again, they get another payment, car payment. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself. So pay off all bad debt. Pay off all bad debt. And then start building your credit properly. Ensure that you're doing the things to build your credit. As much as I hate the system and I, and I found ways around having credit, for most people, you still need some kind of credit. You still need a credit history, a good credit. And a good credit score is anything above, I think it's 780 is determined to be a good credit score or rather a great credit score. Um, let me just look that up real quick. Let me see. So an excellent credit score is anywhere from 720 to 850. 720 to 850 is what is determined as an excellent credit score. So that's I mean, that's not really bad. All you have to do, really, for real, for real, and I just got a credit card because (sighs) one of the things that I'm finding out is sometimes you got to play ball the way the system wants you to play ball. I got beat by the system, which sucks, which sucks to admit, but I got beat by the system. All you have to do is make your payments on time and use your credit card very, very minimally. In other words, use... 10% of less of your total allotment loan. In other words, if you have credit cards that are totaling $1,000, only use $100 of your credit cards. And that's how you build your credit very quickly. And the easiest way to do this or the way that I'm doing it is I put a Spotify bill on my one credit card and that's about 
eight dollars every single month the credit card has a five hundred dollar limit so i'm not even coming close to the ten percent limit and if i keep it that low use my utilization rate that low and i pay my bills off on time and do all those things i'm gonna easily buy i believe by like march of next year i'll easily have like a seven 50 credit score like very easily i mean right now i literally opened that credit card what two months ago and i already have like a 713 credit score literally a 713 that's like think about that 713 like and i didn't really do anything all i did was put one bill on it and it automatically pays itself and i just move on from there it's the easiest way to build credit you don't have to think about it and also you don't have to be swiping your credit card i literally don't even know where that credit card is i don't know if it's with me in my parents house or if it's still in my apartment where uh in, in where i live i don't know i don't know where that credit card is because i don't need to use it i don't need to use it for any other expenses i use my debit card if i don't have money for something i'm not buying it and i don't believe in myself enough to believe that yeah even if i swipe this thing i'm gonna actually pay it off now i don't believe myself like that if i don't have money in my account i'm not buying it i'm not trying to use tomorrow's payment or tomorrow's paycheck or tomorrow's uh money that i make to pay for my debts yesterday no i'm not doing that let tomorrow's things work for tomorrow and let today's things work for today so that's the first goal that I believe everybody should have. The second goal that everybody should have is have an emergency fund. Have an emergency fund. Have an emergency fund. Actually, this is probably be the first goal, but have an emergency fund. If you don't have a fully funded emergency fund, which I don't have currently because I had to make a couple of uses of that emergency fund recently, which kind of sucks. But regardless, having a fully funded emergency fund or if you can't do a fully funded emergency fund because you're paying off debt and you're trying to do that thing have at least a thousand dollars just sitting aside like literally sitting in a separate account in case any kind of issues may come up just have a thousand dollars somewhere else somewhere that you don't even have to think about just have it sitting there in case of any issues i've talked about it before some of the accounts that i like for this is a money market account from ally or the high yields saving account for ally marcus by goldman sachs um discover bank has a good one have an emergency fund have an emergency fund i'm gonna keep pounding this into every single person until i know that every single person that is around me has at least a thousand dollars tucked away there was a study done and it said that at least 60 percent of americans can't cover an emergency of 400 dollars so if something popped up, you've got to change your tire, you got to fix uh, your, your, your something in your car. These are the kind of things that pop up on the regular, but most of us can't fix it if we don't have an emergency fund. So have an emergency fund because at the end of the day, Murphy will show up. If you don't know who Murphy is, Murphy is the guy about Murphy's law. It says that what can go wrong will go wrong. And usually it goes wrong at the worst of times. It's not when everything is okay and everything is going well. It's when stuff starts to spiral out of control that everything spirals out of control. It'll be like, oh man, I got a flat tire on my car. And then you get home. Oh man, my fridge is broken. And then my water heater is broken dishwasher is broken this is broken this is going wrong i need to pay for a speeding ticket that i all of a sudden got and you know all these things just start popping up and it's never one thing at a time it's all of them at a time and so have an emergency fund so that when these situations happen you don't have to go into further debt 
to be able to pay off all those kind of situations. Have that money, put it aside, make sure that it's safe for you. I mean, I've talked about this story before where over this pandemic period, my mom, that the fridge in, the, in, in our house broke, the dishwasher broke, the washing machine broke and the water heater broke. But because I had been talking with her about, hey, mom, you need to start putting some money away. We need to start putting some money for emergencies. And I didn't even think she listened to me, but she did, which shout out to my mom for that. She listened to me and she put some money away and she was able to fix those things. I was talking to my sister the other day and she's doing the exact same thing. She put some money away because of situations that may happen. And then it came to actually help her out a ton. So have an emergency fund. You can start off with just a thousand dollars. And then when you get past paying off all your debts, then you can save about three to six months of of expenses expenses means the absolute minimum that you cannot do without that does not mean like new clothes new shoes new laptop all those kind of things you can survive with what you have when you have to survive through situations so if you lost your income how would you survive for three to six months in other words how would you pay for food how would you pay for transportation how would you pay for uh your rent how would you pay for your power bill how would you pay for your water bill how would you pay for your phone bill how would you pay for your internet bill those kind of things and when i say food i don't mean eating I mean, literally being on beans and rice in your house, trying to survive until you get something else to recover your income. That is what an expense fund is or emergency fund is. That's what it helps you with. It helps you bridge the time until you get another source of payment to start covering your income. So have at least a three to six months emergency fund. If you're like me and you can basically survive with very, very minimal, then you might be on that three month expense, that three month side of things because you're also single and you're able to hustle a little bit more. You're able to do more things to survive. Versus if you're married, I say have at least six months, especially if you're married with kids, have at least six months of an emergency fund. And then the third thing that should be a goal for every single person, actually, this thing, these, all these things are things that you can start doing right now. If you've noticed, I never say you should start them. Oh, just wait until the clock changes to 2021, one slash one slash 2021. No, you can start these things right now. Never think that you have to start a goal in the new year. Whenever we start thinking, oh, I'll just wait until the new year. I'll just wait. You know what ends up happening? We wait until the new year and we wait until 2022 and then we wait until 2023 and then we wait until 2020 and we never actually get started. So the thing is, get started right now. Like start this journey, start it right now. Like don't wait for anybody to tell you anything. Just get started right freaking now. All right, cool. All right, moving on from there. The third goal that you should have is to invest consistently. Invest consistently. Set up an automatic system where you're automatically taking money out of your paycheck and investing that thing into a Roth IRA consistently, into a target date index fund consistently every single month, every single paycheck. You should be investing something consistently. They say you should do at least 10% of your income. After you fund your full, your emergency fund, I think you should be doing as much as you possibly can without holding yourself back from life. I mean, I, I, I would say that you should get to the point where you're investing about 30 to 40% of your income. Maybe I'll say, okay, you should be investing at least 20% of your income. Let me not go to 30 to 40. At least 20% of your income, you should be investing that thing and getting that thing to work for you. Because like Warren Buffett said, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, 
you will work for the rest of your life. You have to find ways. You have to find ways that you can make money while you are sleeping, while you are not doing anything. And one of the easiest ways to do that is through investments, is through uh, investing in the stock market for retirement. And if you want to do more than that, then you look at other avenues. Can I start a business? Can I start... Can I uh, invest and buy real estate that I can rent out and do real estate properties? Those kind of things. When I say invest, I'm not just talking about investing for retirement and investing in the stock market. I'm also talking about investing in yourself. Ensure that you're continually learning new things, that you're continually growing yourself and establishing yourself in this whole world. Like you're, you're getting new knowledges and you're opening yourself up to new things and new skills that make you more tantalizing if i use that word i don't know if that's a good word to use but makes you stand out more that makes life much more better for you so invest invest but i'll especially say start off at the very least with just investing for retirement investing in the stock market using a target date index fund because for most of us when we first start out we have no idea what we're doing we don't know how to invest and a target date index fund is the easiest solution for most of us starting out you can go on google Whichever brokerage that you use, just search Fidelity Target Date Index Fund, and then it's going to ask you the year that you want to do it. Just add 65 to your date of birth. And if you want it to be a lot more um, a lot more aggressive, then add more years to it so that it grows faster. All the Target Date Fund is, it just combines a bunch of mutual funds into one fund and some bonds. So that makes sure that your money is growing for you and doing money for you. So at the very least, start from this point where you are investing consistently. And then, like I said, the fourth one goes again with the third one, which I mentioned before, is invest in yourself and find new sources of income. Push yourself to get out of your comfort zone. Push yourself to step out of the things that you are currently doing. If you stay in your comfort zone, you will never grow. That's the that's the interesting and weird thing. We all want to be comfortable. However, to grow, you cannot be comfortable. There's nothing that you've done in life where you were comfortable and that's what caused you to get to the point that you are now. You have to put yourself in places where you're uncomfortable. When we get too comfortable, we get lackadaisical. I'll say this about myself. I know I've done this because it's so easy for me right now in the position that I am. I can get so complacent and because I'm so comfortable. I enjoy what I do every single day. However, it's funny. My boss the other day was like, yo, you're going to get bored in this position. So I need you to start looking for other things to start doing. And he was just being completely and totally honest with me because he was saying you're getting too comfortable. Is essentially what he was saying. He was saying you're getting way too comfortable in this position that you're in right now. I mean, you're doing very well. However, don't get too comfortable. You've said you wanted to achieve these things. Well, guess what? You got to start taking the next steps so that you can achieve those things. And it's going to force me to have to be outside of my comfort zone. It's going to force me to do things that I don't like to do. It's going to force me to step out of the places that I usually like to step into. And so that's what I have to do. You have to get very comfortable with being uncomfortable. One of my favorite artists, Andy Mino, he has a song called Uncomfortable, <clears throat> excuse me. And he talks about, he thinks he got too comfortable because he just allowed life to do whatever. And then he just slipped away. He just let things just happen to him rather than him making things happen. I'm not saying that things will always happen in the way that you want them to be. I mean, we had the year 2020, of course. But at the same time, ensure that you are doing things for yourself to ensure that you're stepping out of your comfort zone, whether that's reading a book, whether that's watching a video that you otherwise would skip, whether that's going to bed on time, whether that's waking up earlier, whether that's spending time meditating, whether that's taking classes that you otherwise would not take, whether that's whatever it is, starting a business, whatever it is, start looking at ways to make yourself uncomfortable, whether that's working out 
make yourself uncomfortable. If you never, it, I love working out because it gives me such great analogies. If you work out all the time, but you're always doing the same weights, you're always doing the same type of exercises, you're always doing the same type of thing every single week, your body eventually just kind of gets used to it. And then you don't see any more gains. And you see people like, oh man, I worked out all the time, but I'm not seeing any more gains because you got to shock your body. You got to move it out of that comfort zone every once in a while to be like, yo, you can't get comfortable. You got to jar that thing so that it's like, oh man, we got to put in more work. We got to put in more effort. And so don't get too comfortable because when we get comfortable, we get lackadaisical and we get lazy and we don't try to push ourselves further. And finally, the fifth goal that every single one of us should have in the new year is to give regularly, give regularly, give regularly. I said it earlier in the podcast and I'm going to say it again. Give regularly because I have never seen anybody go broke from being generous. I just have not seen that. I've not seen it. I've never seen anybody go broke from being generous. So give regularly. Give regularly. It doesn't have to be like you're like giving thousands of dollars away because for some reason in the world today, we've made it seem like you have to give so much money for you to have any kind of impact. No, because if 1,000 people gave $10, that becomes $10,000. And so every one of us, just give regularly. Find causes that you love and give to those causes. It doesn't matter if it's every month you only give $10. It doesn't matter if it's every month you only give $5. It doesn't matter if it's every month you only give a dollar. It doesn't matter. Give regularly. Give regularly. Find ways to give because it does two things for you. One, it takes your mindset from making money the ultimate, penultimate thing. Because once money becomes the penultimate thing, you start losing more of it. That's just how it works. Once you become too greedy, once everything is about money, 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 you actually never really enjoy life. You actually never really enjoy the hard work that you're putting into it. Life just becomes meaningless. Life becomes just about money, 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 money. And that's not that cannot be the fuel for your system. It may drive you for a bit, but eventually you will get burnt out. You will get burnt out and you will hate life. That's just... Every single person that gets to that point, you have millionaires and billionaires who are extremely unhappy, who are extremely sad, depressed, have all kinds of things going on, who have to go to drugs and all of these things to to help themselves because guess what? They're not happy, but they have all the money in the world. So give regularly. And when you give regularly, what you what you find out is when you give of yourself, life becomes so much more sweet, sweeter. Life becomes so much better. So give regularly. Find the causes that you love. Like for me, anything with kids, I'm I I'm just gonna donate to that. Kids and my church. Like those are my two biggest things. And find causes that you actually really, really love. Because you can't give to everything at the end of the day. Find causes that you love. I was listening to Oprah and I was listening to um, Bill Gates talk about this and Bill Gates, they were asking him like, yo, how do you turn down people? Because people are always going to come with you like, Hey, we have this idea and that idea and we want you to do this and that. And he's like, well, if I'm focused and I know what causes that I actually want to impact in my life, because at the end of the day, I can't do everything. I'm a gift to those causes. And Oprah said the same thing. And it's okay to say no. Like literally it's even, even when it comes to giving, it's okay to say no. It's very much okay to say no. It's very much I, I, it's something that I'm learning. It's okay to say no. When you don't have it, it's okay. You're not Superman. 
That's something that I have to learn, especially when it's some, some, for people like me who are people pleasers and just love people and want to share with people and give to be and all this stuff. We are very much people pleasers. And so it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. Like give, but it's okay to say no. For people that are like me, if you're not like me and you're just somebody who will not give anyway, please, please ignore what I just said and actually give. <laughs> and actually give but you're like somebody like me who wants everybody to like him and wants to please everybody it's very much okay to say no learn to say no no all right but anyway i hope y'all enjoyed it i hope y'all learned one maybe two things out of this entire podcast but it's been your boy Kalichi. remember generosity is always greater than greed god bless each and every single one of y'all and have a merry 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 Christmas, because I don't think I'm going to upload another podcast this week because it's Christmas and I'm going to spend it with my family because family above everything else. So I'm going to catch y'all up on the next one and I'm out. Peace.